0: Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, worship team, for leading us today. And really a special thank you to all of our worship musicians and tech team for their service this year. There's a lot of learning new things, a lot of leading in new ways online. And you guys were superstars to serve our church in that way. Jim, you look fantastic. Matt, you look shiny. I got Jim Thompson to wear a suit, everybody. That
1: only happens if... You're getting married or you're, I'm going to a funeral.
0: That's usually. And in that one time in 2020, when Matt said, wouldn't it be funny if
1: you wear a suit? I asked Art Ringer the last time I preached Easter here, which I think was seven years ago. I said, hey, Art, should I wear a suit? I think that would be cool. And he goes, no, you'll distract people. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I've set a good precedent. So- you won't.
0: It looks great, but we feel terrible. So just so you know that at home, we both- it's like a burlap sack. Sweating. the hot breath of a hundred dogs just breathing on our torsos right now. So happy December 27th, just like that. Christmas was upon us and then out the back door. I hope it was restful and enjoyable Christmas season for you. I know many of you are still sitting by that beautiful tree and you're enjoying it. And then there's the others who have torn everything down. Some of you, while your children were opening presents, you were like, hurry up. Daddy has to get the tree out of here, I'm done with this whole thing. So, Jim, which one of those are you?
1: Uh, I think I'm on the team that is just, how can we listen to more of the, uh, the Vince Giraldi Trio record from Star Wars, uh, not Star Wars, Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, we've been watching Star Wars at home with uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas, because I think that record, I mean, as a jazz guy. You... Draw it out as long as you can. Yeah, the
0: experts so... are in no hurry, we leave the tree up, A little longer. What's? Valentine's Day. Valentine's tree, (laughs) Fourth of July tree. Just, no, it's not that bad, but we're in no hurry to get it down, so.
1: Um, Well, we are also, Matt, we're recording this two weeks before it actually happens on December 27th. So is there anything that you want to say to future Matt since we have this opportunity? Sure. Hey, future Matt, I told you that
0: your wife would like the shirt that you got her that says Mamasaurus Rex. (laughs) Well done, very clever. And also, future Matt, I told you to be careful when you're having a cheese tray and then ice cream later. You have to take your pills, so remember that.
1: (laughs) What about you, do you wanna say anything? All right, hey, dear future future Jim, uh, do not feel guilty for eating six out of the eight cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning because it's the holidays. Also, future Jim, way to go on getting those uh, gifts like last minute delivered and having them ready and wrapped up in stuff last second. This is like a, a Yuletide buzzer beater, so uh, way to go, way to go, Future Jim. <clears throat> so uh, in all seriousness, we definitely missed you guys on Christmas Eve, and we miss you here today on December 27th, uh, but we are thankful for the gift of technology to be able to do this. And we're also glad to give our volunteers and our staff that serve so hard, we're, we're glad to give them a little bit extra time off so that they can be with their families. And lastly, the good news is that Matt and I today are gonna keep this kinda short and sweet today. We're gonna talk about our community Bible reading plan for next year. So we did CBR this year, 2020, right now, I've got a few days left, and that was helpful for so, so many people, and so we are going to do it again next year. When I think about focusing in on scripture as a faith family for an entire year, I think about verses like Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, where Jeremiah said, your words were found, and I ate them, and they became to be my joy and my heart's delight. Or Peter, when he says to Jesus in John chapter six, where else can we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. Or when Paul encourages Timothy, the young, his young like pastor protege, he tells Timothy to give yourself to the public reading of scripture. And so community Bible reading, CBR, is just one of the ways that we want to do scripture Together And today we're gonna to keep it really, really simple for you. If you're taking notes there at home in your beautiful pajamas, we're gonna keep it short and sweet and simple. We're gonna think about three things, CBR what, CBR why, and CBR how. So let's just dive in really quickly. <clears throat> what are we gonna read in 2021? Thank you so much for asking. Um, we have read through the entire Bible together, every single word of scripture several years, together, uh, several years ago. We also read just the main storyline of the Bible together hitting all of the big plot points. And this year, 2020, we have read just one chapter of the New Testament every day together. And so next year, <clears throat> we're gonna stay with the, with the one chapter a day approach, but this time we're going to uh, delve a little bit deeper into the Old Testament. Now, some of you might hear that right, right now and you might go, oh no, I'm a little scared. The Old Testament's kind of big and kind of weird and kind of strange. It's two thirds of our Bible. I mean, it's, it's a big deal. And yes, there are some powerful stories. There's some powerful poetry, but there's also a lot of stuff in the Old Testament that we don't know what to do with because of our modern sensibilities. And we don't want to be scared of that because we know, we absolutely know that it's God's Word, but we want our commitment to God's Word to lead us into faithfulness to God and into Christ's likeness and into wisdom. So because of that, a lot of our Old Testament readings for 2021 will focus on the wisdom literature. Now, if that's a new term for you The wisdom literature usually includes several books in the middle of your Old Testament like Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. But we also want a healthy dose of readings about Jesus and his church since he is like Wisdom incarnate, if you look at Proverbs 8 and John 1, etc. And we hope that these readings about Jesus and his church will give us fresh perspective as we go back to the Old Testament. So, specifically and exactly, what are we going to read in 2021? We've got it right here and we're going to put it on the screens for you one chapter a day. <clears throat> we're going to do Psalms for a little bit and then we're going to take a break and go to Luke. Then we'll do some more Psalms and then we're going to go to Acts, which Luke wrote Acts also, so we're going to get kind of his flow of thought all through there. Then we're going to do a little bit of Old Testament Jonah, some Proverbs, get some New Testament Romans, some of Paul's writings, and then go Ruth. That's one that, you know, it's just two pages in your Bible. We, we skip over that one so often, then go back to Psalms again. And then we're going to have like a little exile section with one two, Peter, and then Daniel, then we'll come do Psalms again, and then some more Paul with Galatians and Ephesians, and then near the end of the year, we get to rethink all of life and do Ecclesiastes, and then end really strong with the end of the Psalter, the last bit of Psalms, and then we'll do first, second, and third John uh, next December, about a year from now. And here's the deal, you're expected to remember none of this because all the details for all this stuff on the screen, it's online, it's on the app, and we even have lovely little note cards that we have printed out for you so that you can keep in your Bible or your CBR journal. And all of those places include all the details for all this. Again, we want this to be a tool for you so that you can do community and you can grow personally and you can connect with God. And to further help with this, we have our CBR journals out at the Faith at Home Center, if you'd like to get one of those, and they give you special place to pray and reflect and process what you're reading in Scripture. And uh, also, similar to 2020, we're going to be reading Monday through Saturday every week, and then we're going to gather around God's Word uh, in corporate worship on Sunday. So that is CBR what? We're going to read a chapter a day, lots of Old Testament, and we're going to do it Together, But there's a nice little proverb that says your what is only as good as your why. So Matthew, tell us, tell us the why. Help us out here with the why.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that we just talk about our motivation, our why for a little bit. So why would we spend our time this year reading the Bible for ourselves? Is that really important? What's the benefit? And so we're going to look at one example in Scripture. And for that, we're going to use the opening psalm, Psalm 1. Some say it's like an introduction to all of the other Psalms. So, for something a little different, my daughter Ellie is going to read this chapter. And then at the end, as is our tradition sometimes, she will say, The word of God for the people of God. And then in your homes, you will say, Thanks Thanks be to God. God. So, all right, Ellie, take it away.
1: How blessed is the one who does not follow the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners, or sit in the assembly of scoffers. Instead, he finds pleasure in obeying the Lord's commands. He meditates on his commands day and night. He is like a tree planted by flowing streams. It yields its fruit at the proper time, and its leaves never fall off. He succeeds in everything he attempts. Not so with the wicked. Instead, they are like wind-driven chaff. For this reason, the wicked cannot withstand judgment. Nor can sinners join the assembly of the godly. Certainly the Lord guards the way of the godly. But the way of the wicked ends in destruction. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Yes, thanks be to God. And thank you, Ellie, for reading that. So a wonderful psalm, a great one to memorize, actually. But let's dive in and learn some things about why. Why should we care about God's law in our lives So first, I invite you to notice the word blessed. That's a word we don't use a lot, probably seriously. You might hear hashtag blessed, hashtag blessed. bless blessed, not stressed, Jim. Too blessed. But a good way to think about blessed is simply happy. So Jim, give us a little bit more unpacking of that word blessed. What should we think about when we hear that biblical word?
1: Yeah, that's, in, in, in Genesis on page one of the Bible, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. So I think we hear that in like, too blessed to be stressed or hashtag blessed or like bless his heart, which is actually a, a Southern cutdown, and, <laughs> and that's, that is not, what scripture means at all uh, when it talks about the word bless. Bless is the fruitful and full and right life that God wants for his people. So when God set up things the way he set them up in Eden and he blessed them, that was, hey, this is the life that I have for you and want for you. This is the life I desire for you. So that word, it can be translated fortunate or happy, but it is life the way that God wants it. And it's most used in Genesis when God uh, begins uh, creation and he, when he makes covenant promises, but it's also used throughout the Psalms. Those are the two biggest places where this word is used. And so it's it's about the life that God wants for his people.
0: So maybe a shorthand thinking how to have a, a happy life, a blessed life. So I would think I would wanna lean in and hear more if God started a sentence with, happy is the one who, I'll be like, okay, I wanna hear the end of this. So we start with the negative right there in verse one. It says, happy is the one who does not do this. And there's, a progression of three different things. It starts with just following the advice of those who don't care what God says. So your mind is filled with all of their ideas about what happiness and fulfillment are. And then the next stage, it starts being reflected in your actions. You're standing in the way of sinners. You're modeling their example. So you're, you're thinking, well, if, if running after money and pleasure and, and power is making all of them happy, then I think I'm gonna try that too. And then before you know it, the third stage, you're, you're sitting down in the group of scoffers. And that's a way of actively mocking the way that God has called us to live or believe. So this, this negative example, it's the natural way that our world system operates. Not believing anything beyond what we can see, scoffing at anything supernatural, Find all your happiness here while you can. And so the opening verse of this psalm is a warning that says, hey, most people think this is how that you're happy and fulfilled, but that's a scam. You're blessed when you resist those things. And so he doesn't wait long to give us the positive encouragement, the key to it. And so we don't get there just by what we avoid, but by what we embrace. And so in verse 2, the psalmist tells us, you are... You will be blessed when your delight is in the law of the Lord, and you think on it day and night. This word delight speaks of a strong desire to have something, to do something. It's a joyful commitment to know what God says and to follow it. So you're blessed when you know what God says about living wisely, what God has revealed about history and his plan for the earth. And then building your life around that. That's what's going to produce a true and lasting happiness. And then we're given these two vivid word pictures, which I love. And Psalms is so good at this because it's poetry. It's not just plain facts on a, on a page. But this year it's going to give us a lot of metaphors and examples. And that's going to help us engage our imaginations a little more and feel that truth. So those who delight in God's words, which that's a a he or a she, young or old, rich or poor, they will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of living water. So I found a picture to help us visualize this, so lovely. When you regularly carve out time to read the Bible, to think on it, to believe its words, to practice the truths, your life's gonna resemble this beautiful tree by a lake or a river. And that means your roots go deep. You have abundant source of nourishment and refreshment close at hand. And what does a big strong tree do for others? It provides fruit in the right season. It provides protection and shade and shelters shelter for others. It's, it's alive, it's prospering. That's a wonderful word picture for you when your delight is in God's words. And then on the other hand, those who don't want to follow God's way of life, well, they're not, they're not even given such a glowing word picture. They're not even described as a tree or a dead tree like this. Verse 4 says that they're like chaff. Chaff, Jim. What is chaff? It doesn't even sound like a real word. It's one of those you say it over and over, chaff, chaff, chaff. It doesn't sound like anything. So it is something the original readers would have understood because they were harvesting their own wheat. So do you harvest your own wheat, Jim? Do you a- do that? Absolutely, I
1: love wheat thins. You make your own wheat yes. thins there at home. And I thought chaff was like, after you walk too long for a day at Disney World, I'm uh, gonna need some help, Rabbi, on I'm, the chaff. I'm pretty sure that's chafe,
0: but okay. that's good. Here's what it is, chaff is uh, it's the loose outer covering on wheat and other grains that you have to separate in the process of harvesting it. So in Bible times, you would pick the grain, you would throw it down on these threshing floors, and then you would like trample it, crush it, beat it, and then you would separate out the parts that you can't eat, and those are called chaff. And so it looks something like this. The lightweight chaff would blow away on the wind, or sometimes they'd burn it as fuel. So they would toss the grain in the air, and that allows the wind to like further separate any remaining bits of that. Worthless husk from the wheat, which is called chaff and to be carried away in, in fine particles like dust So how's that for a contrast if you don't give a rip about what God says about life? You want to do whatever seems natural to you then your life's gonna be more like a dust that's carried away by the wind So that's no roots No purpose no nourishment for others. It's really sobering So we're given many, many whys in the Bible throughout of why we should know it, read it, memorize it. But here's just one to think about uh, from Psalm one for the next year. You're gonna be blessed when you center your worldview on God's wisdom and not on the prevailing view of what will make you happy according to our culture. So to summarize, there's a negative why. If you walk, stand, sit, you won't find the blessed life. It's gonna ultimately end up A husk of the life that you could have but the positive why when we delight Mm. in god and his word then we're going to be like fruitful trees Mm. delighting is going to lead to blessing and it's going to lead to the life that god wants for his people
1: Mm. man i love that and there are also like dozens of little wives like the old testament that we're going to read is is jesus's bible the old testament a lot of what we're going to read is the kind of preamble to the gospel it can make us better praisers and better lamenters in times of trial and it can also teach us to because it's the psalms that we're going to focus on it can teach us to submit our emotional lives wholly to god mm-hmm. so the what is that we're going to do an old testament heavy reading plan the ultimate why is that the blessed life is being held out to us by god the life that god wants for us and so now let's think about the how And it's the question, the burning deep question on all your souls right now. How do we do this CBR thing? Do I have to do it with others? Do I have to do it in community? Where can I find it online and on the app? And where do I get a journal? Or what if I get bored with it and skip a day or skip a week? (laughs) What what about all those things? (laughs) So Matt and I have three specific thoughts on the how, and they are engagement more than achievement, community in community more than alone, and delight more than duty. Engagement, community, and delight. Those are the accents that we want to put. So first off, let's think about engagement more than achievement. So one chapter a day, that's all we are asking of you. This is not about how much Bible can you read so that you can feel more spiritual. I grew up as a pastor's kid. I don't know if you ever did this, but like VBS sword drills where you could see, I could find the verse the fastest. Uh, I went to Christian high school. My mom was the like super, super wonder woman down at Southside Christian School down the road when she was a teacher there. I went to Christian college, I went and got a master's of divinity and theology and Bible stuff. But what I've learned in all of that is that we should not read the Bible to just finish, right? We read it because we have faith that doing so patiently over time is actually going to Change us. So, what matters most in all of that? And I'm not—we're not against reading all of the Bible. No way. But what matters most is engagement. Here, here's what I'm saying: If you get bogged down in verse four because it's striking your heart so much, it's better—it's better to stay there than finish the whole chapter and then not remi- remember what you read. Like after lunch, that—that—that's no good. And you should find different ways to engage with Scripture. So, yes, read it, but maybe. Read it out loud, maybe go find an app that can read it to you. Since we're gonna do Psalms a lot, I'm sure Matt and Johnny can help you guys out, but find a song that maybe uh, corresponds to the Psalm. Uh, I know people who do this, they'll take an Expo marker and they'll write uh, on their bathroom mirror a certain Bible verse so that first thing every morning, they will see it right there. Rewrite it in your own words in one or two sentences, turn it into a prayer. Again, these are suggestions for how to engage with Scripture. But the other reason that this is so tough is because I think our default setting is towards achievement and accomplishment. And again, achievement isn't necessarily bad, evil, wrong, but sometimes achievement will make you start to like keep score between you and God. Okay, we're good, okay, he owes me. Or it'll keep score between you and others. Well, I'm in this group with this other person And I know they didn't read these couple days. And and so achievement might lead to that and that's not what we want. So if you miss a day or four, that's fine. Just pick up right where everybody else is reading because engagement is what we're asking. Engagement is the key. However, we're not just asking you for personal engagement. We want to uh, engage scripture together. So engagement more than achievement is number one how. And one more helpful tip that you actually
0: shared with me this week, but for engagement is just leaving your Bible open to that passage mm. of the day, like on your desk or in your house somewhere. Yeah. It's like when you see it, you pass it by again later in the day, yeah. you're, you're, you're more apt to read it again and, and think about it. So yeah, our second thing we want to talk about is we're proposing that our reading be uh, in community more than alone. Our next how is that we want to do this in community more than alone. So obviously our engagement is going to start out solitary, alone, uh, for most of us. And as most days we find a time to read, to listen, to write, and that's good. We need that. The Holy Spirit will speak to us as we are still and commune with him and his word. But the finishing touch of the CBR, the last step in this method, is to share how you were impacted with others. We find that, that most groups just have a simple text thread going. And in these CBR groups and then in what we share, we find wisdom from what other people are learning. And we find accountability to, to keep going after we've missed a couple days or when we just don't feel like it. And then we find reminders that we're not pursuing this Christian life as, as lone rangers, that we need other people. So take that final step. It really does make a difference as we gather around the Word of God. I've had lots of relationships sweetened and deepen just in the last two years as I've opened myself uh, to try this with others in various groups. So a couple of questions you might have. How does one get into a group? Well, we do want these groups to happen as naturally and organically as they can, as in ideally you form them if you are able. All right, so a group of friends, your small group that already exists, your ladies from your Bible study, maybe your family, mom, dad, Teenagers could try it. There's a lot of flexibility in how you could do it. Uh, it's possible you could be in more than one group and just just copy your thoughts over. It shouldn't take a lot of extra time, lots of options. But I know some of you, you won't know where to start in forming a group, and that's okay. Uh, for that, we invite you to stop by our next steps. When we get to the new year, just give them your name And we'll be happy to assist in in putting you into a CBR group. Or you can hit the contact us button uh, right through the app or website um, through the Bible reading plan page. Just contact us and we will help you out. And then you might be asking, well, how do I get resources to do this thing more in community than alone? Well, if you want a journal or if you need a new journal because you filled up the old one, They are available in the faith at home area, as Jim mentioned. That's way down at the far end towards the children's building. And the church is subsidizing half of the cost as an investment in you. So uh, we're just asking for a suggested donation of $5. And if you don't have that, we're glad to just give you one. Uh, There's bookmarks, little note cards with our reading schedule. They're all over the building. And then there's the updated schedule that's gonna be on the church app and special page on the church website. There's lots of places. If you can't find it, it's, it's really your fault. We, we have done our best to, to, to show that, where it's supposed to be. I also wanna highlight one more excellent resource that our family ministry is providing that we're calling the, the Family Bible Reading, the FBR. We got lots of, of acronyms going. So, hey, kids out there, teenagers, students of all ages, I want you to know you don't have to wait until you're all grown up to start reading the Bible. I hope you know that. I know there are parts that are harder to understand, but God wants to speak to you this year as well, whatever age you are. So our family ministry staff has created some material for each day of reading that will be helpful to younger minds. And it will be helpful to parents that are helping to shape those younger minds, like a mini devotional to go with the reading. And you can find that on all of our tech places as well as social media. So in our how section, we are engaging more than achieving. We are in community more than alone. And what is our third how, Jim?
1: Our last how, Matt, thanks for asking, is in delight more than duty. Delight more than duty. Um, Just to simply kind of springboard from Psalm 1, the longest chapter in the Bible is kind of about the Bible, it's Psalm 119. It's 176 verses, it's an acrostic poem in Hebrew with the first eight verses beginning with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet and then the next eight verses beginning with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet and so on. And time and time again in Psalm 119, the psalmist talks about his joy in God's word and in God's instruction, in God's law. Verse 16, I delight in your decrees, I will not neglect your word, verse 24. Your statutes are my delight. They are my counselors. Verse 77, let your compassion come to me that I might live for your law is my delight. Verse 111, your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. And like we already mentioned in Jeremiah 15, your words were found and I ate them and they became to me my joy and my heart's delight. There is joy to be had waiting for us when we read scripture and when we read it together and I know I know exactly because I felt it too like uh, pastors are not exempt here I know exactly what you're thinking and feeling Uh, Jim if I'm honest God's Word isn't my delight it just it still feels like another thing like yeah sometimes it's great and I glean from it but it still often feels like another thing I have to do and I get that life is crazy the Bible's a big book the Bible's an old book but we believe we have faith that this is God's word, and on that basis, we can approach it and pray, God, give me joy in your word more than in the things of this world. Yes, And I, I know that like 2020 is like a, a meme unto itself, and we can joke about how, oh man, we just got a few more days left to get out of 2020, I can't wait, everything will be better then. But guess what hasn't changed and isn't going to change? Holy Scripture. This word is sure and steady and it won't pass away. Uh, It's relevant, it's timeless. And so it will offer us comfort and hope and truth and challenge and reassurance when we need it. My point is that there is a provenness to the Bible that should give us a humble joy when we approach it and we should pray for that. So three thoughts on how. Engagement more than achievement, in community more than alone, and delight more than duty. So as we close up, and then Jim and I get to take these coats off, are you excited?
0: I know you're excited. Uh, We rewrote Psalm 1 as a prayer for Fellowship Greenville, and I'd like to pray that over you. And just for a little bit more uh, engagement, I invite you, if you're with a family, to gather uh, the kids close. and and maybe parents just lay a hand on them and agree with this prayer for their lives, for your lives. Husband, wives, if you're there, you could hold hands. You, You guys decide how, but join me in spirit as we close in prayer. Father, we want to be blessed and happy followers of Jesus. We don't wanna walk with the wicked stand with sinners, or sit with scoffers. But rather, we want to delight and trust in your word, and meditate on it day and night, and meditate on it with others. Then we can be like strong oaks. We can be like towering redwoods planted by streams of water. Lead us to this, Lord, so we can prosper and share in the life you want for us. Not like blown about chaff, but like rooted, fruited trees. And Holy Spirit, cause us to delight in Jesus, the incarnate word, and in scripture, the inspired word. Thank you that we have confidence that we will stand on the day of judgment because of Christ. Thank you that you know us, And you love us. Make us into people who love each other and love your word. Amen.